Hey everyone, and welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is guiding people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue, and joining me is my co-host, Annabel Rios. <laughs> I almost said, keep your mouth, keep your mouth, <laughs> keep Just your filthy mouth away from the mic. <laughs> Let me do the intro today, son. All right, we are going live in three, two, one. We're keeping that, by the way. That's fine. I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> hey, everybody. I did rock, paper, scissors with Annabel today, and I beat him, so I get to do the intro. So Annabel's taking a, taking a seat in the passenger side, and he can just listen to what I got to say today. <laughs> he thought it was easy, but... <laughs> it was not easy. He caught. I don't know what I said at the beginning. I think he recorded it, but that's fine. We'll keep it in there. Hey, everybody. We have another episode out today. It is the eight reasons on why 90% of diets fail. But as Annabel says, you know the drill. Like and subscribe to the podcast. And hey, if you're a listener and you have social media, give us a follow. We'd love to interact with you and uh, you know, be able for you be, for you to be able to give us some feedback and everything. Um, we did get some feedback on last episode. Annabel brought up that we had gotten some new mics and um, asking to get some feedback on the uh, the audio quality and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we even got some good feedback on, you know, Annabel is a little bit louder than me. He just has those, he's, he's just got that booming voice. God's plan. <laughs> so uh, we, we tinkered around. Maybe I'll be a, bit, a little bit louder today. But uh, yeah, Annabel, what do we, uh, I know we're going over the eight reasons, but anything? You do sound a lot better, by the way. I appreciate that, man. Trying to keep up with my older bro over there. <laughs> I realized that I was, I, I knew that I was older than you, but I kind of forgot about it the other day when we were working out and I was doing more weight than Kim. <clears throat> oh my gosh. I was like, come on, big bro. I thought, you're big bro. I was like, oh, actually, technically I am, aren't I? You're older and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll take big brother status. That's totally cool, man. <laughs> oh, all right. So we've talked about how to maintain weight loss for life. We've talked about how to lose the first 10 pounds. We've talked about how to lose the 10 pounds after you lost the first the 10 pounds and beyond. Yeah. And we've talked about stress. We've talked about a lot of different things, but we haven't really ever said our thoughts on diets or which is the best diet. And there is a best diet people. There is, um, or the Vegan. best vegan, <laughs> vegan, vegan. Um, but we never really said this is what our thoughts on diets as a whole. And yes, as you can tell by the title, there's a reason. There's eight reasons more, but we thought these were the best eight reasons why 90% of diets fail. So here are some stats that we wanted to read off for you. These are pretty sobering, by the way. Yeah. When I was looking at them, when we were looking at them, we're like, man, this is, you know, it's bad. You know, everybody starts their diet, New Year's resolution in January, and by February, they kind of even forgot what their resolution was. <laughs> oh, yeah, if not before that. So there are at least 100 diets, if not more. That's the first stat. I bet you, I bet you there, there's more every day because people are getting famous off of critiquing a diet and then making it quote, like their own and uh, branding it something. I think I saw the other day. I say the other day. It's probably like a while back. There was this new one. It was like paleo and vegan combined. I can't remember what they called it, but it was... Pale vegan. So, <laughs> it was something like that. What's the other stat, Cam, that's... They all thought was just... Oh, this one, this one's pretty staggering. So uh, according to uh, Harvard Research, they found more than 160 million Americans are on a diet at any, at any given point, 
and we drop more than $70 billion each year on commercial weight loss plans, supplements, and other pound-shedding measures. Which I thought that, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. And when we say diet in this sense, it is actually, because diet actually just means the way you eat, if we're going to be technical on what the word diet actually means. Yeah. But I think in this sense, the researchers are looking at it as like, oh, I'm going on uh, Weight Watchers, or I'm going on this. Keto, keto, carnivore, whatever, insert the name. Yeah, and that's what they mean by diet. Like they're actually focusing on switching something and restricting something or whatever, and that's what they mean by diet in this sense. Yeah, no, definitely. And another one that I was like, I kind of knew this because from personal experience of hopping from diet to diet in the past is here's here's another one that we want to read. So typically people last about six months on a diet. And if it's even more strict, it's a lot less than that. This is by uh, Catherine Champagne. So it was a research. What a last name. I know Champagne. Cheers. Hopefully we said it right. We probably didn't. We probably, but isn't that just staggering? No, I, had to, I would totally. It makes sense. That. When I, I, so when I saw, I was like, "Yeah, that kind of that sounds about right." No, that totally makes sense. I would, I would, I would agree with that. I was, I was, it made me think about me when I've done really strict diets. The most I've ever done it for was maybe four or five months. Okay, so you'd fall into this. T- uh, yeah, I, I was, as well. I was one of those numbers. You're just feeding Mrs. Uh, or Dr. Champagne's uh, research. It, there. It's true. So, so what would happen, which we're about to read, you know, I will lose all the weight. Boom, lose, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, something more in that period of time. Yeah. And then, study by UCLA, where did it say? And it's, <laughs> where did it say, Kim? Well, in less than two years, 23% of people gained more weight than they actually lost. I so, can confirm. Uh, which is which is pretty staggering. Now, again, there's like, you know, 70% that didn't or over 70% that, you know, kept the weight off. But you look at the next two year or two years or, or more, 83% gained more than they lost. And then a final study showed that um, they followed dieters after five years and eight and 50% of them were roughly 11 pounds over their initial weight. So those are also pretty staggering. Oh, yeah. And we said 90% because there was more studies that we found that some said 90, some were saying 80, some were saying. So overall, I guess also you would say, well, what do you, what do you determine a successful diet versus not a successful diet? But we're thinking of long term. Yeah, keeping the weight off. It doesn't matter. if I used to think, it's like, okay, I got the weight off. That's great. I met my goal. But we've had other episodes. That's not the, the goal is to have it off for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think that would be the most successful part. Because as we age, and it, it as we age, things get harder. We start to lose lean muscle mass. Uh, our metabolism does start to slow. Um, our body's not, you know, regulating how it used to in terms of burning fat and building muscle. So some of these numbers are pretty staggering, knowing that a lot of people gain it back, and it's not getting any easier as we get older. So we want to make, you know, we want to think long term. So what does this all mean then? Should we just give up, quit, yes. say we're done? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, well, I guess one of the main reasons we wanted to have this. So you have the stats. You know people are always going on a diet. They can't stick to it. Let's talk about why. I think I think a lot of our past episodes, we've been really trying to dig into the, some of the whys. And I think this is a, a prime example of why we need to dig into it. Well, why 
in the world who 80% after two years, 83% after two years gain more weight than they lost. It's discouraging. So I remember, I think we've talked about it. There was a time where I was watching something and I saw these numbers. And my thought at that point in time where I was in my life was, shoot, okay, I guess uh, I am SOL. I can't do anything <laughs> else. It's it's hopeless. That's but a, it isn't. And that's a rough place to be in. Yeah, it is. So, Cam, we want to discover or explain the why behind it to help you. Maybe maybe you're having the same thoughts. Maybe you're in the same place and help you work through them. So one of the first ones is you don't know yourself. And what I mean by that, you maybe have tried all these different diets and it may have worked, it may have not worked, however you define that. And that's the first thing you need to, to realize is like, okay, why? Start asking some more questions. Why may, why didn't that work? Now, I don't want you to use a typical, well, I didn't want it hard enough. I didn't try hard enough. Because, yes, effort and commitment are important, but there's more to that. Uh, yeah, I would agree on that. I think white-knuckling it can work for a little bit, but not long-term. No, I, I don't think so. I think that's something that we've even talked about in the past. And we've talked about stress management. We had an episode on that. It could be the food's a coping mechanism for you. And if it is, you need to have a replacement. If not, your body's going to res- not respond in a good way. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if you're following a diet or not. If if you don't know that you're actually eating because of something else and you're coping, then it doesn't matter what diet you're following. It's going to end up not working because there's an underlying reason on why you're eating. Yeah, no, I agree. So you need to know who you are, what you've tried in the past, what may have not worked, and try to figure out your reasons because your reasons for not working may be different than someone else's. I think uh, uh, so that this, while this is point number one on why we think that diets fail, um, I think with in the age that we live in, it's also hard to just have some like Sabbath time to just rest and to think and to, uh, to actually ponder. Oh yeah. Have stillness. Yeah. And have stillness and actually ask yourself these questions. You might think this is dumb. Like why do I need to ask my, like, and if you're overlooking this, this is this is point number one on why we're giving while diets fail. And I think people just don't actually want to look inwards. They might be scared of what they find. And it's one of our mindsets is know yourself. Yes. I think for, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's okay. You always do, so just let it rip. <laughs> I think for any sustainable change that we try to make in our life, you need to understand yourself and what's going to work for you. A lot of times we try to find like a cookie cutter template that work for someone else, but oh, it may not I be yours. This, I saw this guy on Instagram and he eats 12 eggs every morning. So that's what I'm going to start doing. And maybe you don't like eggs. That would suck. <laughs> like him when he was trying to do sardines for breakfast. Uh, I stumped the house <laughs> up and Robin was like, do I smell fish? <laughs> yeah, they're sardines. Sorry. Are they good for you? Yes. But they did work for him? No. He's, they did not. So it's you just got to find what works for you. And that's one of, one of the things we mean here is you have to know yourself. So good question to ask. So take some time. We've talked about it in our, our uh, mindset episode before is knowing yourself. And it has a lot more questions in there. But for this one, we want you to ask yourself, how did I get to my current weight? Yeah. 
It's a big question. Just I think even if you sit there and ponder that, <clears throat> ponder that, even without anyone's assistance or help, you might be able to reverse engineer. It that's exactly what we're trying to do here. And if you're not able to do that, then that might need uh, some guidance. You might need to hire a coach and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, start trying to reverse engineer. How did I even get to my current weight? Why? Just keep asking. It's like a kid always going, why, 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 you know? There, there is a saying that, that I learned in, in business school is like the five whys. So it's, it's, it's what you said. Ask, ask why five times. You do that enough, you're going to get to a deeper level of understanding. Yeah, I agree. What's the next one, Cam? All right, so our point number two on why, you know, 90% of diets fail is having a poor mindset. And this one... This one actually is, is tough for me in terms of uh, when it comes to like exercising and everything, because I do sometimes have this all or nothing approach. And I think a lot of people have an all or nothing approach to their diet. And that's just poor mindset on the issue. No, I, I agree. It, so with a poor mindset, what we mean is that is the way you are approaching this new journey, in this case is diet. I am 100% with you. If I didn't do it, completely right i'm stopping i'll I'm start not next week even though there's five days until next week <laughs> there's something about starting on a monday it just feels magical it's gonna solve everything i'm gonna set the week up right monday Boom. and then if you mess up tuesday you're like ah oh, shoot i guess i gotta try next week and that's what we have like you know our two-day rule it's like all right we're not seeking perfection we're just trying to improve every day yeah yeah this one this one's a big one and um Again, it's not sexy. Uh, these first two points aren't sexy. It's like, oh. well, give me the secret pill. You know, give me the thing that I need yes. to do. And it's like a lot of this stuff is looking inwards. A lot of this stuff is actually getting the right framework for how you should even view a diet. Mm, mm -hmm. So, my, yeah, mindset, too, is the framework. No, absolutely. I think another one, too, is you know, like that there's a diet mindset that we've kind of talked about a little bit. And one of the other things, too, is maybe you don't believe you can actually change. Oh, you know that deep despair of hopelessness of, oh, I guess I'll try this other diet. I've tried all these other diets and the, the diets aren't working. Here's some, a powerful tool for you, my friends, that I learned, that I incorporate. It's from, we've talked about growth mindset before in our, our mindset episode. Check it out. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. It's by the same author. And it's this concept of saying either not yet or yet. So here's how it goes. I can't seem to lose weight yet. Because when you say I can't seem to lose weight, it implies this permanence. Like it's forever. You're speaking a reality over yourself. Exactly. But when you say yet is almost like dot, 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 dot. To it, be continued. To be continued. It's not over for me. Hmm. I like that a lot. That's and that's just a that's shifting your mindset. It's, 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 it is. It's giving yourself the good a good framework to actually uh, achieve success. Yeah, and so whenever you face anything where you have a lot of self doubt, you can say either yet or not yet, depending on how the the sentence is structured. <laughs> but we'll link the video. It's a little TikTok that I found very 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 impactful that I enjoyed. Hey, TikTok's good for something, right? Oh no, TED Talk, not Ted TikTok. Talk. Oh, never mind. TikTok's not good for anything. <laughs> TikTok. Do you remember TED Talks? <laughs> Wasn't that like the the first big like almost like podcasting space? I feel yeah, like? I think for our generation. Yeah, TED Talks. TED Talks. TED Talks. I thought you said TikToks. TikTok. <laughs> Maybe Ted started the TikTok. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah, that's a China thing. So that's like a good good shift of mindset. Just trying to think of yet 
whenever you start getting into these mindsets, like, um, oh, maybe. Yeah, we're going to the next one. Okay. What's point number three, Annabelle? So it's that short-term thinking, Cam. It's paying that for people. So a lot of the times we, you know, ask this question of, could I do this the rest of my life? And maybe even a, a short-term thing would be like, could I even do this the rest of the year or even the next six months? Can I even do this for a month? And I think sometimes we get really gung-ho and I'm going to start this new thing. So a good example of this, <clears throat> uh, you know, you get lost into the the interwebs and on YouTube and I'm a, I'm a big YouTuber watching videos and stuff. And uh, there's this uh, diet called the animal based diet. I think it's by animal. No, Anna. <laughs> maybe you'll, maybe you will have a diet out there someday. Animal, no animal based diet. And it was super intriguing. You know, you watch all these videos, you could go down the rabbit hole, all the stuff. And I was like, maybe I'm going to, you know, I'm not trying to like lose weight or anything, but maybe, maybe I should just try this out. And, uh, mm-hmm. when I was looking, so I, I was going to do it. I'd kind of start setting, setting a plan and all this stuff. And then, yeah, I think this guy even had like a calorie calculator and all this stuff. And then I, I finally, I got to this point where I'm like, I think I'm thinking too short term. I'm not thinking long term. Like, could I, could I sustain this for even a month? And then I was like looking at it more. I'm like, I don't think I could like maybe, you know, maybe I could. But as I was thinking about it more, I was like, I definitely couldn't do this for, for like a year or something. Like my health isn't bad enough for me to like go to this sort of extreme so I had to actually get out of that short-term thinking and think more long-term. Yeah, when when you do short-term thinking, you're optimizing for speed. Oh, yeah. And when you optimize for speed, which there's nothing wrong with speed. I, I'm not against it. But in this sense, what do you end up doing? You ask all the wrong questions. Instead of saying, like you said, how long can I keep this off? How long can I keep doing this for? You ask, how fast can I lose the weight? Yeah. You ask, what is the best diet? Is mm. this food good or bad? And then you just get lost in the whole diet. Lost game. in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. Animal learned with that meant a few episodes ago. <laughs> lost in the sauce. I no, I, I I really like that point uh, about which is the best because that is short term thinking. It's trying to find out. Oh, I found I found the thing. Now I'm going to do it. And you're not thinking, could I actually do this long term, or maybe even make it my own, or whatever. So I like that a lot, Annabelle. Yeah, so it's a big point. You, you, you're, you optimize for all the wrong things. Another point that's, I think for me, we've talked about it so much, so we won't get into too much, into all the details. You can check out all other episodes. It's not knowing why a diet works. Oh, yeah. And why could this be problematic? Okay. I, I think, like, because maybe people have tried stuff in the past and they, this new thing they saw on online or whatever there's just something that I don't know. And if I knew that one thing that seed oils are the, the cause of my, my fatness or this is the cause of my weight gain, you know, then everything is going to, and um, we are off, we are saying that you may need to eat healthy and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think not knowing, I think thinking there's like some sort of voodoo or, you know, secret that as soon as I start this, that's why I'm going to start losing the weight or this magic food. And that isn't, not why a diet works. That's not why any diet works. They all have very some. They all have something similar, and why a diet works. But I think people just don't know that. Yeah, and then you search. And you then go it, from diet to diet, like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, then it didn't work, and then I jumped to the next one. Oh, it's because it was that diet. This other diet's different. So and so has six packs because of this diet, or has I don't know. And they got a needle in their ass, and that's why they have that <laughs> six pack. 
what a diet so we've talked about it it's all about calories mm-hmm. are we saying you can eat whatever you want from a caloric standpoint yes should you no you should still eat whole foods and we don't even want to get into that because then people say well how whole foods are you talking about <laughs> are we going raw are we and then don't get lost in the sauce yeah and and we're not saying that there probably isn't a more optimal like some diets are probably better than others yes you know, and, and people you know this is their hill they're going to die on. I'm like, well, no, it's got to be keto because you don't want to spike your insulin. And then, and, you know, all, sugar is the enemy. And while there is obviously some benefits of decreasing the amount of sugar you eat and all that kind of stuff, at the end of the day, the weight loss is going to occur because of a calorie restriction. And we don't want to uh, underlook micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, mm-hmm. electrolytes, all that kind of stuff that helps our cellular processes and helps our body function. And and all that, but at the end of the day, people have literally lost weight eating only McDonald's because have, they were. Have, have you seen the Twinkie study? Uh, no. Where a professor lost weight, he tried to prove a point that it was all about calories, and I think, I don't know how long he did it for, but he was used to eating Twinkies. This oh, that would be disgusting. Weight. But yeah, that so you while you could lose weight, you're not getting enough nutrients in your body, so you're gonna probably start feeling crappy. And we're but, not advocating advocating for that either. No, we ain't Twinkies. But all that to be said. Any other diet that you start is most of the time going to be better than the standard American diet. That is true. That's very true. What's the next one, Cam? All right. So point number five. So that's one through four so far. Uh, Point number five is doing too much at once. Doing too much at once. And that's why diets fail. Yeah. You're not only just trying to change your diet. You're also trying to start a new gym routine. You're also trying to have a better sleep routine. (laughs) It's like whenever you get on a health kick. You do a complete 180, and then what ends up happening, there's a learning curve, too, when you're doing all these new things, and you're trying to figure this out, trying to figure that out. Then you get overwhelmed, and then nothing sticks. Yeah. No, I think that's that's so true, too. And then if you don't know yourself, that if, you're, if, if you do have that all-or-nothing mentality, and you do too much at once... Now you got two points on why you might not, you know, actually yeah. achieve the results of why the diet would fail. No, there's definitely overlap. So what we're, what we're trying to say is a lot of times we overcomplicate things. We we try to we overextend ourselves because I get it. I I do the same thing too. Is you think you're able to do a lot more than you probably are, and then you start this endless cycle. Yeah. Annabelle, what's point number? Well, th- what's the tip on number five, actually? Oh yes, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit at the end, um, but we you need to start very very small, and I don't want to spoil it, but a good analogy that I once heard that really put into perspective, and at the time I wasn't in a place to really listen to it or take it in, and. The guy was saying he was trying to start flossing. And he said, you know what I did to start flossing? It's like it was something that I wanted to do. And I know you guys want to start flossing. <laughs> I bet if you go to the dentist, you go in there with some bloody teeth. <laughs> we have a dentist friend and he says uh, they, people it come in and look like hamburger meat whenever they start flossing and it all gets gummy. and. So r- maybe clean. you want to start flossing. So here's your tip. So this guy said, I just started flossing one tooth. And I did that for a week. Maybe he only had one tooth. Maybe he did. <laughs> I can't remember where He's I He's proud of that, that one tooth. 
But what he did is he started slowly progressing. I know that that man had seen the streams. Like, what do you mean only floss one, twos? But then he progressed it two, three, to the point where he did all of them. And we'll get more into that later. But yeah. All right. Next one is you don't know. We kind of touched on it, but your body goes through a lot of changes when you start a diet, Uh, psychological and also uh, physically as well. We've kind of briefly touched on it, not knowing yourself. But for instance, if food is your your tool that for coping or going through life, you're gonna have withdrawals. And if you don't have a replacement for that, it's gonna be really hard. Yeah, for you, almost like a. Are you saying kind of like withdrawals? Like yeah, like withdrawals. If, like you don't know like why. Like sometimes when people cut out caffeine. And they're like, why do I have this headache? Why do I have this? Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, why am I craving a certain food? And yeah, not knowing why you're having some withdrawals. um, Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be a withdrawal, especially if you're going from a sad diet to something else. It's most likely getting rid of a lot of that. There is going to be withdrawals. And that, you know, that also can go into doing too much too soon, like Mm -hmm. removing everything versus like, this week I'm going to remove this. And then a couple of weeks later I'm going to remove this and actually making it more manageable. And, you know, I think that's a good point too. No, it, it, it definitely is. So it's a good point to keep in mind. So just try to be mindful in the way that food plays in your life and how there is going to be a, a, a detox period, depending on how drastic you're trying to, Oh, especially if you do something like keto or low carb and <clears throat> your body's switching fuel sources, like they call it the keto flu. Like you're going to feel bad for mm-hmm. a couple of days or a week or something like that. And that would be normal with the diet. You got to do your own research and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. And again, like I said, you're, you're trying to do too much. It's a learning curve. And then you say, ah, I give up. This diet isn't for me. And then move on to the nuts. And with that said, another issue that we see is they're too restrictive. Yeah, point number seven is... They're too restrictive. Some diets are just, yeah, darn too restrictive. And yes, it may work for those individuals. Yes, and maybe they made it their habit, their lifestyle. Great. Good for them. But for most, it's not. Yeah, I think um, on some of the really restrictive diets, I think, at least in my personal opinion, I'm, I'm not quoting any data or research here, I would say that the more restrictive ones are maybe better for people who have hit like the lowest, you know, like their low point, whether they have to lose a hundred pounds, there was a health scare. And it's like, I, I really have to get on something really restrictive while some other people's like, yeah, I've got 15, 20 pounds, maybe 30 pounds to lose. I'm just trying to get back in shape, general health. And you go on too restrictive of a diet. It's like, you haven't hit that lowest point yet to actually want to follow it. Oh, I agree. And that, that's the same. The diet should fit you and whatever your conditions may be yeah in the life phase that you're in like Mm -hmm. are you single are you married are you cooking for one are you cooking for two do you have kids like so there's a bunch of different things on or what kind of foods do you like or when do you eat like i you Mm -hmm. might work night shifts and you know all that kind of stuff no absolutely and maybe you're eating foods you don't like you don't like sardines but this diet calls for sardines i really tried annabelle i really tried (laughs) Are you really going to do that for the rest of your life? No. They said I'd live forever. And we've t- <laughs> <laughs> So w- the tip was this is we've talked about it in other episodes and we'll link them below is you need to create your own way of eating that fits you. 
figuring out, well, what should I even eat? Try to aim for whole foods, foods in the aisles, and try to eat protein. Yeah, we have other episodes on yeah. what to eat and everything. And Annabelle uh, says is if you can get some go-to meals, like things that you already know what's in them, you already know you feel good when you eat them, maybe it's cheap, whatever it is, the more meals that you can kind of create and make your own that you actually like, I think and we believe that's going to allow you to be more consistent. That long-lasting approach. Right, right. Yeah, especially if you like it, you'll, you'll eat it more. Oh, yeah. If everything tastes like a spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, <laughs> oh, boy. I'd eat that all day long. <clears throat> the last one that's my favorite. Point number eight. Um, not my favorite, but it's it's happened to me, is you are looking for a silver bullet. You know how you know if you're looking for a silver bullet is if you're online, maybe, um, I don't know, Instagram or YouTube, and you're constantly looking at new diet videos or weight loss things, and you're kind of going, uh, you know, one to the next to the next and really trying to be like wooed by, oh, this person said this, or that person said that, da, 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 da. <laughs> and, uh, and you're basically searching out on the internet for that silver bullet that you believe is going to help you. The best diet, the best is the, the per- dare I say I'm, perfect. I know. Well, a bunch of that is just crap. It's just clickbait. The perfect diet. And, you know, you click on it. Uh, the best diet for 40-year-olds. Click. You know, like so, some of that is just marketing and we fall for it. Yeah. I think <clears throat> we ask too much of a diet. And I think I would like to compare this to money. You know, a lot of times when you're not in a financially stable situation and I do want to be gentle with this. You think that it's going to solve all your problems. And I would say for money and with health, yes, losing weight, yes, getting money will solve the money problem and the health problem, but it is not going to solve every single problem that you have. That could be that maybe your, your individual is always stressed out. Maybe you, I don't know, have other issues in your life. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, what a lot of people say about money is like money only enhances who you are. So if you're a greedy person, you're only going to you're going to be a rich, greedy person. Or if you're a you know generous person, you'll be more money to give away. And I do think that people are I mean, you will feel better. If you will. Yeah, yeah, you'll oh, definitely yeah feel better, you feel better. But I mean, like the diet's not going to help your, your relationship. Yeah. Um. So sometimes I think people think that once they find that perfect diet, then everything is going to fall into place. So, No, absolutely. And, and all we wanted to say is health as a whole, it's not just about a diet. It's, it's more than that. And it, it encompasses you changing your lifestyle. It includes exercise. It's just overall it's a holistic well-being where we need to focus on our mind, body, and spirit, not just diet. I mean, one of the very first episodes, we talked about like what is health and and health incorporated, like we said, mind, body and spirit. It was like a, a, a holistic approach on how you're doing and not just nutrition, not just this, not just that. It's like mm-hmm. everything feeds into your health. You know, it's like the whole water analogy. Like when you don't have water, it's everything to you. But then once you have water, it's kind of eh, it's whatever. And I think we were even talking about maybe doing an episode of why hell shouldn't be everything. Yeah. No, we, we were we were thinking about making an episode on it was like stop making health your God or your religion. Yeah, and like I get it, it's important. It should be. But it shouldn't be everything. 
it's not going to solve everything. It's just a part. It's just a part. It's part of the puzzle. Why don't you do a quick, quick recap, Doc? Okay, so I think rather than just resorting to diets for weight loss, I think we need to start focusing on making small lifestyle changes to promote, mm-hmm. like we just said, overall well-being. And I think if we're able to prioritize that, it's going to help us be sustainable, make sustainable routines uh, versus just like a temporary diet that apparently from the research is going to last less than six months. Yeah. And so it, yeah. what does that mean? No more diets, guys. No, that is not what it means. <laughs> I think part of it is just being aware, uh, being aware yeah. of... Well, I guess not, di- when I say diets, I mean in the way that people typically say, right. which is this restrictive... I'm going on a diet to get ready for the beach, to get ready. For, that's what I mean. But yes, diet in the way of, maybe I, I want to reframe and say, you need to create your own way of eating. Okay, so if we have talked about why 90% of diets fail, and we gave you eight reasons on why, what are we saying they should do, Annabelle? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're getting at is, you need to create habits. You need to create keystone habits. What's a keystone habit? So in the book, Power of Habits, um, Charles Duhigg, he states that a keystone habit is a habit that once you create it, it has a downstream effect that impacts all areas of your life. And so that's okay. That's great. So if you do this, it should, I'll say should feed into other aspects of your life. So what are these then? One of the ones that he mentions is exercise. It was found that if you start exercising, that immediately leads to increasing your patience, being less stressed, being more productive at work. It just has a cascade effect. You're more likely to make better decisions. Okay? Yeah. So why are we saying that? We're saying that if you start exercising, it's going to help you to, yes, you'll get in better shape, but it's going to help you make better decisions overall which will get you to what? Your goal of losing weight. Because that's mean, the goal, right? Isn't that why most people start even a diet? Yeah, I mean, one of our guests, we asked him point blank, like, what is your diet philosophy? And he said, my first diet philosophy is getting people in the gym three times a week. And he, we're like, and people are like, whoa, whoa, I asked you about food. He's like, I know. I want you to get in the gym three times a week. Once mm-hmm. you can be consistent with that, then we can start talking about diet. And I think to Annabelle's point here is like, as you start to exercise, it's going to make you less stress. You're going to feel hungry and want to eat better food. You're like, if I just did this, why am I going and eating, you know, three cheeseburgers from McDonald's? Like I want to actually yeah. try and fuel myself. So I thought that was just kind of interesting. His, yeah. his approach was get in the gym and then we can start talking about. It's like, I think he kind of hit on this, you know? And what, what was interesting that he said is he says he tries not to make intrusive changes. Okay. Kind of what we were talking about. You want to make a small change, something that you know that you can stick to. For instance, I think he gave the Starbucks example. If you get a coffee that has like 400 calories, you just get a black coffee. Love black coffee. It's my fave. So you just pick something. So you, you're going to eventually be able to stack. You're not going to be doing too much. So you're not going to start a diet. You're not trying to fix this, fix that. You're only focusing on this, and that's it. Right. The other option you have is food journaling. That's a little bit more straightforward. You just, you're journaling everything you're eating. You're not worried about how much you're eating. You're just, you're just writing everything down. Yep. And what that's going to do, let me back up a little bit. A lot of people say you should do intuitive eating. I agree. 
but how do you get there? You don't, you aren't born knowing how much food is in, I don't know, cereal, what the proper portions are. I've had a patient ask me, what is a vegetable? I'm not joking. She was trying, she was, she was, she was asking me for diet advice and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, so like, what's, what's a vegetable? I hear I need to eat more of those. And I was flabbergasted. I don't say the, the, I don't even say the word flabbergasted a lot, but I, were they older, younger? Uh, probably sixties. She was, <coughs> she was not in good. good oh, wow. Health. I'm sorry. I laughed, but no, I mean, it, I mean, it is, it is kind of funny, but we, I was hoping, okay, they're probably young. So, oh, so like there is a sense, like you need to start writing things down, journaling. Sometimes it could be in a book or in an app and you need to kind of start to understand like what is a calorie, what's a macronutrient, what's protein, what's a vegetable. Apparently your portion, you don't even, the U S portion sizes are just a lot bigger. Too. Right. And we're not saying that you have to literally track in an app or your food journal the rest of your life, but this is a good habit to start. So you can start making, you can start seeing trends. Oh, I eat at 10 o'clock every night. Oh, I've been, I have, you know, muffins every morning for breakfast. I, did, I, I guess I didn't really realize that was a, a habit that I had that I eat. Cause you, okay. A lot of times too, we ask them, Oh, well, what'd you eat? Like, you know, I just had, I was a salad for lunch and, and then, okay, well, what else? And then I had a little snack and then I had that. And you keep back there. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, yeah, she had a lot more than you realized. And then you realize how much calories are in it. So it's a habit that once you build, is going to lead to other things. So we're not saying count, count yes you're counting calories but don't worry on like how much you're just tracking just simply track don't do anything else right and that's going to automatically lead to other changes in your life well yeah they found uh so i think this is from the that book you mentioned by yeah. charles duhigg the power of a habit i'm just going to read a part of the book here it says in 2009 a group of researchers funded by the national institute institutes of health published a study of a different approach to weight loss They had assembled a group of 1,600 obese people and asked them to concentrate on writing down everything they ate at least one day per week. It was hard at first. The subjects forgot to carry their food journals or would snack and not write it down. Slowly, however, people started recording their meals once a week, sometimes more. Many participants started keeping a daily food log. Eventually, it became a habit. Then something unexpected happened. The participants started looking at their entries and finding patterns they didn't know existed. Some noticed they always seemed to snack about 10 a.m. So they began keeping an apple or banana in their desk mid-morning for mid-morning munchies. (laughs) Others started using their journal to plan future menus. When dinner rolled around, they ate healthy meals they had written down rather than just junk food from the fridge. The researchers hadn't suggested any of these behaviors. They simply asked to write to everyone to write down what they ate once a week. But this keystone habit, food journaling, created a structure that helped other habits to flourish. Six months into the study, people who kept a daily uh, food records had lost twice as much weight as everybody else. I want to back up a little bit. They started with one day in the week. And that's kind of like the whole principle of flossing one twos. It's so small. And we're, we're going to have... Uh, I don't know. We mentioned, we're going to have a whole separate episode on how to implement habits. We don't want to ha- overwhelm it in this episode, but you start small and then you keep stacking and then it's like, it's flowing on its own. Yeah. So our call to action with this episode, 
if you might fall into one of those eight reasons on why diets fail, or now you have the, the mindset to know why they fail, all we're asking you to do is to pick one of them, either food journal, journaling your food in a book or an app, uh, and then get some training in. Start going to the gym. Yeah, I would Change say... Change nothing else. Pick one or two, either lift weights or start walking. Yeah. Preferably lift weights. We've got multiple multiple episodes on why you should do that. But pick one of those. Start it off. Start small. And then we'll have an episode on how to form habits. Yeah, and it may seem really small. And don't get impatient. You can. It's easier to stack over time than going hard for a week and then not going back for another two years. <laughs> Bam. Bam. Um, that's good stuff, Annabelle. You got anything else, Doc? No, just pick one of those and commit to it for a set time, 30, 60, 90 days, uh, whatever you feel like you can realistically commit to. And uh, as we always say, guys, remember that you are human. You should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. See you guys. 